This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome to Daily Drive for May 26, 2022. I'm your host, Kellen Walker. Jamie's out today. He's on his way to the Indy 500. Today on the show, dealer associations weigh in on VW's Scout brand. Another manager leaves Apple Car. And Elon Musk drops his plan to use a Tesla margin loan to buy Twitter. Plus, a conversation with the vice president of GM fleet, Ed Pieper. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep you up in the auto industry. Several dealer groups want answers about Volkswagen's new Scout brand. Automotive News has learned that the National Automotive Dealers Association and multiple state associations are reaching out to VW with questions about how it plans to retail the new brand in the U.S. They also want to make sure that the plan doesn't violate any state franchise laws. VW announced the new Scout earlier this month. CEO Herbert Deese said that the company plans to build a separate, independent company to operate the Scout brand, but he didn't mention how the vehicles would be sold. Meanwhile, D says that he sees clear improvement in semiconductor supplies. He says that means VW can expect overall production to rebound this year. Dies was speaking on the sidelines at the World Economic Forum conference in Davos, Switzerland. He said, "Disruptions to VW's supply chain in Ukraine are easing as well." He said, "Quote, the situation from Ukraine is under control now. There's more turnover for Apple Car's management team." Christopher Moore is leaving after less than a year to lead global software development for Luminar Technologies. It's the latest departure in a string of high-profile changes to Apple's car project. Over the last two years, nearly the entire Apple car management team has left. And Elon Musk is dropping plans to help fund his effort to buy Twitter with a margin loan tied to his stake in Tesla. He's increasing the size of the deal's equity component to $33.5 billion. The new structure could reduce the risk of the deal for Musk and his lenders. That's especially true given Tesla's sliding stock price recently. Shares have dropped about 40% since Musk announced his stake in Twitter in early April. And those are today's headlines. Coming up, automotive news reporter Hannah Lutz caught up with Ed Pieper, the vice president of GM Fleet. They talk about how his work fits into GM's broader EV goals and his confidence that customers will go all electric once they realize the benefits. That's up next on The Daily Drive. Listen to Fred Hayes, service manager at Temecula Valley Buick GMC, and Philip Candido, fixed operations director, talk about their experience with GoMoto in their service drive. Before GoMoto, the backups in the service lane were due to not being able to get to the customer in a, in a timely manner. There's times where menus are passed over where the advisor forgets to tell them, hey, it needs its major service. And now with the GoMoto, customers are presented with a maintenance package every time. The time freed up from not having the customer sitting in front of them every single time they come in. It helps them be more efficient. It helps them focus more on the customer's concern and the the maintenance and service of the vehicle. 
Before Golden Moto, we would average approximately 130,000 in service gross. The kiosk and the service drive doubled the gross profit in the dealership. It's amazing, 100%. Using the Golden Moto kiosk makes the dealership more profitable. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency just like Temecula Valley? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Kellen Walker. Ed Peeper is the U.S. Vice President of General Motors Fleet. With GM and the rest of the auto industry ramping up EV production, Fleet customers have plenty of questions about what kinds of cars and trucks might be available to them and how quickly EVs might become dominant in the market. Peeper recently spoke with Automotive News GM reporter Hannah Lutz about that and more. Here's that conversation. This is Hannah Lutz, a reporter with Automotive News. I'm here with Ed Peeper, Vice President of General Motors Fleet. Thanks for joining me, Ed. It's great to be with you, Hannah. So I've been eager to talk with you because GM has made some big electrification commitments targeting an all-electric portfolio by 2035, and now GM is getting ready to launch the first electric fleet vehicles. So how does this fleet segment fit into GM's broader EV goals? Well, for fleet, it's uh, EVs are going to be extremely uh, important for our customer base. We've been talking with uh, a lot of our major customers now for the better part of three years. And for them, as they look at their business, it primarily is, is, is around three things when it comes to EV versus internal combustion engine vehicles. And that is, uh, number one, um, it's the cost of electricity versus gas and diesel. Number two, it's less idle time or no idle time at all, that expense. And third, EVs will also have significantly less maintenance expense. And all that adds up to a total cost of ownership comparison for, for fleet customers that's really, really very, very strong. So when did these conversations really get going with the, with the fleet customers? We've heard a lot about consumers and light vehicles, but but what about fleet? When did that really become a hot topic? We've been talking with uh, larger fleet customers for almost three years now. And what was once a conversation about, tell me about it, is now help me develop a plan to get there. Uh, I mean, the, I, I think it's it's changed you know dramatically with fleet customers and the interest level regarding EVs at, at this point in time is extremely high. How are you really transitioning your your legacy fleet customers to EVs while also maintaining this this very important core business of your your gas powered fleet vehicles? Well, we really have a foot in both camps. When you look at our play just for Chevy alone, where we're going to play with ICE and where we're going to play with EV products. We're in the four largest segments. Uh, right now, we're playing with Trailblazer. We're playing with Bolt, EV, and EUV. We will be playing with, obviously, Silverado and Silverado EV, which will be launched first in fleet. Uh, we'll have a, an Equinox and an Equinox EV, and we'll have a Blazer and a Blazer EV. So we're going to play in both places. We know there's going to be a lot of market still for internal combustion engine vehicles, but we're going to be prepared to go whatever way a customer wants. 
Do you see customers asking for some sort of combination between ICE and EV, or will most of them make the leap into EV entirely? I think at first, obviously, they're going to continue to buy ICE vehicles, but they're also going to start buying EVs, we think, in very, very large numbers when they look at the comparison, you know, again, those total cost of ownership comparisons between ICE and EV. And if it makes sense for them, it makes sense for their business. And remember, a lot of large companies, they have sustainability goals they also want to attain. And, and that's a, a big part of them wanting to get into this business as well. So you've had some longstanding commercial vans, the Savannah and the Express. What is the plan for those? Will GM redesign or freshen them as internal combustion vehicles? Will you launch electric additions or replacements for them? We continue to make tweaks to those vehicles. I would tell you right now, from a ICE standpoint, the Savannah and Express, the demand is unprecedented right now. Uh, we have incredible demand in that space. Mary Barra announced uh, last year, I think her, our Q2 earnings broadcast, that we would have an electric cargo van, and that is certainly on the horizon will be an exciting future program for us at, at GM. So you said these these conversations with your customers have been ongoing over the last year. How have the conversations really changed? Like what questions are coming up now that maybe weren't thought of a year or 18 months ago? I think the uh, initial concerns for a lot of customers centered around range anxiety. I think particularly with EVs, that's been an issue for them. But when we talk to you know customers and let them know that we have up to a 400 mile range on the Silverado EV, range anxiety or questions about range anxiety will go away. I think the infrastructure question, they're now understanding a lot more what's happening with infrastructure, the drive to get infrastructure installed in the US right now, you know, from the White House on down to make sure that there's enough infrastructure out there uh, we certainly get a lot of questions about it. But one of the things we try to do is we want to be an EV consultant for our customers. We're not just throwing them a playbook and say, here you go, figure it out yourself. I mean, we've got our own uh, Ultium you know, 360 fleet program that we have that we've got several different major partners. And whether a fleet wants to have home charging for their drivers, whether they want to have depot charging or whether they want to engage in public charging you know, for their drivers, we want solutions for all of them. One of the things we've done extremely well at GM Fleet is we provide solutions for our customers and that's what they want. And it all starts with great product. And again, our strategy is we're going to build ground up brand new EVs and we've taken into account the input that we receive from fleet customers as we develop and are developing these products versus some of our competitors who have taken an existing architecture and literally slammed batteries into them to make it work. And we don't believe that's the right way to go longer term. And I think our strategy overall and what we can offer fleet customers in solutions will be better than anyone else's in the marketplace by far. Okay. And that comes down to really the versatility of Ultium, right? How you can stack the cells a little bit differently than maybe some other automakers. I think the 
fleet customers are also very, very impressed when you talk about Altium, the flexible architecture that you have with Altium. It, it's amazing to think we could reconfigure battery cells and we can build everything from a small utility up to a high roof delivery van, you know, like the Bright Drop, you know, Evo 400 and, and 600. So that configurability, but it also plays into there will be less moving parts with EVs. And if there are less parts, that means serviceability is going to be even better for fleet customers. And what do they want? They want less downtime because every time one of their vehicles is down, they're not making money. And if we can guarantee them that the uptime is there for them, that's a huge thing for fleet customers. So tell me a little bit more about infrastructure and GM's involvement on the fleet side of that. Accessible, fast charging has long been a bottleneck in the transition to EVs. So how is GM working with fleet customers specifically on some charging solutions to reduce some of that downtime that you just mentioned? We're actually working with a variety of different partners right now. We've got four depot providers, eTrans Energy, EVgo, uh, InCharge Energy, and also Schneider Electric. And then we also have been working with very, very closely uh, QMerit for home charging and EVgo for public charging. So I was just at a major customer last week, major fleet customer with Schneider Electric side by side and one of our fleet management companies. And we were talking about how we could transition their fleet and help them solve any and all uh, infrastructure issues. So we think we're working with the finest partners that there are out there. There's a little bit more calm when you have folks who really know what they're doing in this space, talking with customers about how to provide solutions. And in this particular case, Schneider Electric had visited multiple franchise locations for this particular company and had mapped out what it would take to install infrastructure uh, into those locations. So, you know, you got to do your homework, but I do think the transparency, honesty, and the way in which we've worked with our fleet customers over the years, they trust us and they know we're going to help bring them the right solutions for them, whether it's infrastructure, vehicles, whether it's on-star business solutions, whatever it may be, that's what we're all about. In fact, we were a couple of weeks ago, we had 900 customers in Phoenix at our Solution Summit event. We call it Solution Summit because our goal is to provide solutions for whatever their needs are as fleet customers. That's the Daily Drive for today. I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer Jake Neer for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on fleet, EVs, retail, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, remember to subscribe, like, leave a review so you never miss an episode.